happy, obviously, for the Indians. Okay. Happy for the fact that there's a winner in Northeast Ohio going on. I yeah. love it. All right? But I took a beating in the financial game, the, the gambling and the wagering on the Cleveland Indians game last night. I, I have a cardinal rule. I normally don't bet against my hometown teams. Like, if, if I don't feel like I can bet on them to win, I just don't bet the game. Okay. Right? All right. That's, that's fair enough. But I show up yesterday, uh, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and he said to me, he goes, dude, do you realize Kluber's minus 500 on the money line tonight? And I was like, what? They got a 19-game streak going. They're going to lose at some point. You just Eventually, yeah, of course. You will lose at some point. How could he be minus five? Meaning you got to bet 500 to win 100 if you want to bet the Indians. So essentially, dude, it's 500 to one. So I was like, all right, well, dude, I'm betting the other way. It's <laughs> like, dude, I'm betting the other way. This is all, I, dude, I even said it in the parking lot. I was like, this is a lock. Like, you have to bet this. I mean, I don't want to say it'd be irresponsible to bet otherwise because I don't know if gambling is ever, like, truly responsible. Right. But, no, I understand why that was a number that you couldn't necessarily turn away from. Um, I will agree with you that inevitably they're going to lose. Of course they're going to lose. For sure. It's going to happen. Still too many games left. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to happen when Corey Kluber's on the mound up against the Detroit Tigers. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was there's there's something that's going to happen, but I, 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 that was not I, – I wouldn't have taken that, that bet yesterday. I deserve this beating, and here's why. That's why. Because I didn't bet from a place of, like, strategy. I didn't bl- bet from a place of, like, well, here's the lineup versus this lineup. And I bet against my home team, which honestly makes me feel like such a dirty dirtbag. I don't okay. like myself today. I don't. I just don't like myself today. I don't think you liked yourself too much yesterday either. So <laughs> I don't know if I that might change. be fair. But normally I bet pretty calculated. But this was solely on the, it's got to come crashing down at some point. And... He's minus 500 on the money line. I was like, dude, it's crazy. On a game, a 19 game straight, you win. You're still, the odds are still this high. I thought for sure. I was like, well, I don't know, Vegas, like, right? Doesn't the wave got to crash at some point? And what do I always say? Dude, Vegas knows. They know. And here I am going, well, I'll go against it. I'll be an idiot. Didn't go with your head, went with your greed there. I mean, that was definitely like a blinded by the dollar amount. Oh, bro. And dude, I and I, and I bet last night. Like I like I stacked that bet. I would bet you, I mean I'm not betting any- I was gonna say I was gonna say you'll have an opportunity to make your money back at noon ten today, but I don't I mean I don't know if I would take that bet against the Indians. <sighs> no, I think I'm gonna try to make all my money back football in on the in the NFL this week. Oh, there you go. So I'll take a look at some games and figure out what I'm going to do there. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know why I did it. I bet against the Tribe, and honestly, I woke up, and I was like, what did I do? I mean, bad decision to bet against the Tribe right now. They're just 100% on fire. A historic run. Um, I didn't know this, but they're they're talking about, like, well, if they win 21, they tie the MLB record. If they win 22, they set a new record. But other people are making the point that what, 27 I was is gonna the say, longest What's run. up with those 26 because games have been tied, I guess? Yeah, I guess it was, um, I think it was, like, a, a teens Yankees, like the 1915 Yankees or something like that. Okay. Went 27 games without losing, but, but, but they, tied they within tied one of games. those games. So this can't be the longest winning streak I, some people are making that argument. I don't know. I feel like 22 is an accomplishment, and if they can continue to, if they can make it to 22, why can't they make it to 28? In today's baseball, this seems like 
pretty high. Like right now, it feels pretty high. Of course. You know what I mean? Of so. course. People tell me you bet against Kluber, you deserve to lose. I again, yeah. again, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It just felt too good to be true. Kluber, dude, he's pitched twice during this whole thing already, and I, you know what I mean. So I was like, more maybe. I was like, dude, you got to get me out of this. Put in a full nine innings last night. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, didn't walk anybody last night. No, he killed me. No, I mean, just absolutely destroyed it. Last Honestly, night. like watching it, I was like, dude, Corey Kluber knows I bet against him, and he's like, screw that fat Sansbury bastard. I'm throwing heat all damn night. I think at one point last. Like the dude actually smiled, so like it was, it was, it was a, uh, it was a hell of an evening. I didn't down, like it downtown Cleveland. I didn't like it. I, uh, I, uh, dude, I want to like it, but of course, dude, I lost so much money, dude. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I would say like, well, the NFL is the way to go, but no, you might want to stick with 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 the tribe. I think maybe you can make some sort of money there. Um, I heard twenty five thousand less than in attendance last night, which is kind of like. Eh. Yeah, because he. All right, so people were debating this yesterday before the game. What's the bigger story? Indians at winning 19 games or the Dodgers losing like 11 or 12 in a row? And everybody on TV is making the point that it's the Dodgers is the bigger story because the $260 million payroll and you right. lose 12 straight or right. whatever it is and this and that. And their argument was. Dude, they're not even selling out the stadium in Cleveland. Like Cleveland doesn't care about the Indians. So why how could that be the biggest how story? How could it be the biggest story? And I I wanted to choke him when I heard yeah, him. Yeah, I mean cuz you're not a fan, you're an analyst. You should right. understand what the difference is there. Right. And I didn't know about the Dodgers 11 game slide until yesterday. Like I didn't know. Now maybe I only knew about the Indians thing cuz I'm here close to it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. But I think always the bigger story is a team that's going on a run and has a chance to win. Like, they, what they made the argument, well, all that's happening for the Indians is they're really good and they got hot. Yeah, but three of our stars are on the DL. And it's not like you just got really hot and you rattled off 15 in a row, 13 in a row, something like that. I mean, you're on the cusp of setting a, a record. Record, here. Right. So, like, yeah. $260 million in payroll. Dude, teams got high high uh, payroll. 11-game losing streak. Don't get me wrong. For an upper echelon team, it's 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 an issue, but it's not unheard of. It's not like other teams haven't gone on 11-game losing streaks. So, no, I'd have to say that the Indians are definitely the bigger story. But, I mean, like I said, dude, I just don't know if, if, if that story is necessarily translating to the, you know, average fan. I mean, don't get me wrong, TV ratings probably good, but when you're pulling in under 25,000 to a record-setting game, to a game where you know that something's going to happen big, and you can't sell that out? I'll tell you what happened big last night. My pockets got emptied out of a few hundred dollars. That's what happened big last night. I thought for sure. Minus 500 on the money line? Like, dude, that's monstrous. And I was like, alright, here we go. I was like, this felt like, oh my god, this is a lock bet. So here we go. And dude, I front loaded. Oh my god, dude, I bet so much money. <laughs> Bad decision, dude. Yeah, no, it's huge. Huge. It was awful. What's worse than that is now today I have to spend my day telling you that I have TSO <laughs> tickets to give you. <laughs> but I know a lot of you love TSO, so we'll get you into that. Also, two opportunities, not one, but twice. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's happening later this month, September 22nd and 23rd at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. And we're going to get you in. Your first keyword happens at 8 o'clock on Rock 106.9. 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Fantone, the Twitter yeah. universe is giving me a beating for betting Jeez. against the tribe last night. Guys, I'm sorry. They were minus 500 on the money line. I had to do it. Kind of deserve it. I do deserve Kinda it. Kind of deserve I it. I do deserve it. Um, I understand, though. I mean, dude, you know, that's an impressive line, and it's a lot of money that you could have won. Um, I just don't understand why you decided to go big on the bet. Like, if, Oh, dude, yeah, I did, too. That's, that's a, that was a wrong call. I understand, like, yo, dude, you can't turn down this chance to make money, so here's a 20. Like, all right, if I lose that, I can, I can walk away. No, I mean, it was more than your average car payment, I bet. A lot more. Kind of silly there, buddy. Honestly, like the card payments you see like on TV advertised, I like doubled those. Jeez. No, yeah, I dude, I loaded down this bit because here's the thing. Me and another buddy went in together. Wow. I mean, if you're going to bet that much money, didn't you feel like, God, I'm making an un- uneducated decision like without like looking at the lineup and like thinking about like what was going on there? Well, welcome to betting. Yes, man. <laughs> dude, welcome to betting sports, dude. Now, uh, you know, sometimes. But no, that's the whole point of betting sports is you can be an expert on things and you can look at things and you can kind of like again. I said to start the show out. Look, I went against my normal betting method, and normally I never bet against my home teams. Like if I don't feel like I can bet them to win, I just don't bet the game. Because I, I don't know, I feel dirty when I bet against my home team. But I was like, this wave is going to crash at some point. And like that's Cleveland, right? You got you got a chance to tie for twenty, the Oakland Athletics there at twenty, and you got your best pitcher on the mound. That's Cleveland. Like d- Northeast Ohio sports is Kluber gets shelled by twenty five runs last night. Like that's normally what happens. And like so, I bet. I honestly, I bet my childhood last night. <laughs> Is exactly what I did. I thought we were for sure we were up for like a, we'll call it the streak now is what this one will be called or whatever. And we were up for like another like upset for us. And so, dude, my, I, my buddy said to me, he goes, as soon as I got there, he was like, look, man, he's like, do you hear about the Indians? I said, yeah, man, they're going for like some win. He's like, no, man, they're minus 500 on the money line. And I was like, dude, don't bet against the Indians. What are you doing? Don't do that. And he talked me right into it. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? This is, this is a lock. And Sure enough, no, it wasn't. Terrible friend, right? So there. I got to make myself feel better, right? So you know okay. what I did to do that? What'd you do? To do I that? went. I went back to find out how many seasons it would take for the Browns to win 19 games. The answer is five. 2012, they won five games. 2013, they won four. 2014 was seven. 2015, they won three, and they won one lowly game last year. 19. And so they're still not to 20. So five years, and they're still yeah, not Yeah, because 2011, they won four games, which would take us over 20. So like 19 games since since 2012 in a 16-game season. Yes, I'm using the Browns as a crutch to make myself feel better over the fact that I bet against the, the goddamn Cleveland Indians. I should have never done that, Banzo. No, should've, bad decision, bro. should have never done bad that. Bad decision. I'll tell you another bad decision surrounding the money. As apparently due to Ohio Lottery is going to soon now accept your credit cards at the self-serve vending machines. And I've always been a little curious about this because when when you go into the gas station and the like, they're not allowed to take your credit card for the lottery, I don't believe. What if you're buying multiple things? You I can't? don't no, I don't think okay. you're allowed and I think it was a law that was put into place to protect gambling addicts like myself who like can't help themselves. Now, I don't really have the lottery ticket like thing. Like I'll bet sports, but like I don't play blackjack in casinos and stuff like that. Like I don't really like to gamble outside of betting sports. Okay. And it's not really I don't make enough money normally. So my my thing is like when I'm gambling, like if I'm playing blackjack or whatever, I'm like 
You know how many hours I had to work to make all that money, and now you just took it in twenty minutes. Like at least when I bet a game, it's like, all right, I'll bet a, some, you know, I'll bet a game, and now I got for three hours, I got a reason to watch it. And yes, so I, I, that's the big difference with sports betting is it makes sports better. Fun to watch. I right. mean, you know, so long as that you're not, you know, making wagers that you can't necessarily afford. But like, in, in, in yeah, the, I'm going to pick up an extra shift at the Agora. <laughs> the per- I am in a perfect world. Like, yes, it. you know, putting a twenty down on a sports game does make it more interesting. Having you know your brain Bracket filled out does make it more interesting, so I see I see the difference there. Frank wants to know: was it a Kia or a BMW? Fine, I'll tell you. I bet five hundred last night on the Indians to lose. There it is, right? I feel awful. Yeah, now, that's, not, that's not, a terrible decision, buddy. <laughs> dude, now I wish I wouldn't have told anybody that, but, but I did. I bet five hundred last night on the Indians to lose, and they well, they did not. So last week, the technicians began uh, retrofitting six thousand Fantone self service machines at retailers statewide. This is the Ohio Lottery. They will accept cash and non cash payments beginning late October on the 29th There, right before Halloween. It's uh, they say it's a it's a changing consumer trend. More and more consumers aren't carrying cash. Ohio Lottery Communications True. Director said it's really a way of adapting to consumer trends in the way that consumers are behaving. See, I had always been told that this was like a law that they did to protect people, so they didn't so they, you didn't like wager too much of your money. Yeah, and I understand that, and I mean, I think there's responsibility on the Ohio Lottery, you know, to at least, if if not protect people from themselves, I don't necessarily expect that, but at least to make things clear and to try to, you know, avoid as much issue as possible. But like, you can buy beer and cigarettes with right. your credit cards, so like, which why? are which are dangerous to you, right? And I mean, just uh, just as addictive, and you can make just as bad decisions, you arguably make the probably more worse decisions, and at the very least, you could probably affect people's lives more with those. I mean, some. Getting a DUI is a lot different than somebody going out five thousand bucks, right? Smashing me. their car into somebody else, right? right. You lose five thousand dollars on the lottery. That's on you, right? Like it didn't do anything to me. You're right. You give somebody a bunch of booze, they smash into me. Now I'm in trouble, right? Now I understand that you know it's not like it's not like gambling. You know, a gambling addiction doesn't have its you know its victims. I mean, if your sure if your dad's a, a, a you know a habitual gambler, I could totally see how that becomes a problem in your life. But I don't know why it would have been the responsibility of well, why can't you use your credit card. But what about in a casino? Can I just use can I, can no. I No, I can't go in there and No, that's why they have ATMs. You have to use cash. Everything's always cash. I I guess would it make a difference to them? Why do they care as long as they're getting paid? I think it this is what when when people who oppose casinos or oppose lottery, when they this is like stuff you got to do to like placate them, so you get to do the, the thing you want. Right, putting the uh, putting the if you have a gambling addiction, hey, call one eight hundred whatever. Right. We care about everybody right. while we're trying to fleece them. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you know nobody cares. Drink responsibly. You know, exactly. Miller, Miller Light or designated driver. Exactly. Stuff, Mad right. got all that stuff right. done. So I would I would imagine like yeah, the anti gambling people are the ones that got all that done. I don't know where I stand on this. I feel like I'm right in the middle because like I understand. Understand why? I mean, maybe it was just debit cards. Would that be any better? Like, then you could have a card, or like, well, because then that's just you're not you're not accruing debt that way. Right, you're you just have- like you're using your money. Yeah, maybe. But again, the naysayers are going to be like, well, they're going to go broke. It's like, well, dude, those, here's the thing. You're never going to stop somebody from going broke. If they're the kind of person who's going to go broke, they're the, they're the kind of person who's going to go broke. No matter what law you give them. Because I, I never understood it anyway. You turn around and in the same convenience store, there's an ATM where you can go get the money to buy the tickets. What's the difference? You might as well just take this thing. But apparently on the 29th, 
You'll be able to put a credit card in a machine and get your self-served uh, lottery tickets out of that. I know a lot of you probably are scratch-off people, and so I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm going to hear some woes stories on that. McDonald's fan tone, they say, has been ripping us off. Now, I, don't, I, 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 I won't go that far, but apparently, dude, they're doing something to save money, and people are upset about it. We'll get you filled in and also pass out those D. Snyder tickets next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. You can find me on Twitter at Sands Ray Show, and a lot of you have to make fun of me. I, I Here's the thing. like I, I, I don't understand why people are so happy I lost money. Like People are very happy. Like You seem to be enjoying my misery, and I, for the life of me, can't figure that out. Um, well, I think at least part of it is... I mean, do you hate me? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, if you hate me so much, why are you listening every day? I think at least a part of it is, is you know, you bet against the team that's, you know, a lot of people feel a lot of pride for. I think Tribe Fever is running hot right now. Well, at least hot enough to sell under 25,000 tickets. But nonetheless, I mean, a lot of people feel, you know... Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a good got point. The win. You don't get to knock me. 20,000 people in that stadium yesterday. You don't get to knock me. I, yeah, um, you do. I did an idiotic yeah, I thing. Say, it's you know, pretty dumb, dude. You know what people said to me on Twitter during the break? They were like, idiot, you know what's going to happen. They're going to lose today. <laughs> you bet all that money last night, they're going to lose today. And I was like, eh, well, dude, if I bet it again, like if I bet it again, they, they win for sure. I'm not betting it again. And the line's going to be different today. Kluber's not on the mound. Right. So, like, you're going to have a different game on your hands. I don't think they lose today. Um, 12-10, 12-10 pitch there. Um, I uh, I think they lose. I think it's tomorrow they start with Kansas City, and that's that's a real possibility they'll lose one of those. Well, get somebody minus 500 on that line, and maybe I bet it again. Um, I saw somebody make the argument yesterday or last night, or actually it was when I woke up on social media this morning, and people were like, you know, under 25,000 tickets sold. And people were like, yeah, but, you know, dude, people have jobs and people have kids. And it's like, well, dude, in the 90s, when people had jobs it? and kids? Right, when it was 500 consecutive More people sellouts. Were right. right. I mean, what, 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 what do you mean people have jobs and kids? More people were working then than now. Yeah, that is. That's, you know, people always want to make an excuse for everything. What it is, is that ba- that baseball is suffering a PR problem. Now, the Indians are doing the best job they can to, to turn it around for this. It, one franchise, but baseball as a whole is suffering that problem. And it's a lot easier to stay at home now, and that affects everything. Ticket uh, sales, that is, that affects movie ticket sales, that affects like doing anything. Like, the, it's the TV product home. has gotten so good. It has gotten so good. Like it, it, like the camera angles are better than ever. Yes, you can see more, and you know you can go to the bathroom easily. Yeah, a lot of that stuff keeps people at home. Um, you know, I always make the the the, the, the comparison of like back in the day in the nineties, your whole goal was to make the man cave as much like the stadium as possible. You had like the green carpet, and you had like the official bleachers or whatever. And you know now what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the at game experience more like your man cave with like foods right. that you like. Like and beers that you like and stuff like that, so it's an uphill battle. Here's I hot dogs with breakfast cereal. Right. On it. I mean, I mean, I under, I understand yeah. it, but at the same time, dude, you would just think that uh, attendance would be through the roof when you're on a 20 game tear, especially on that. What is it? The is it right field? They got that party yep. deck out there and the, affordable. Yeah. Like I know those tickets are normally pretty cheap. Uh, you know, now today I understand if right. you only pull a certain amount of people because you're you know first pitch is at noon. So like yeah, people do have jobs and you do have to go to right. work. But like a 7:30 game that. That's not really an excuse for me. I uh, I read a Reddit stream the other day, and uh, apparently fast food workers are claiming that they were encouraged to employ a pinching technique 
in order to covertly give customers less than a full portion of the fries that come in like that cardboard carton. Okay. They said, hey, here, what does your job want you to hide from your customers? And several admissions from uh, from fast food workers claimed that they had been taught the same technique at the franchise in order to give out fewer fries. Now, I've always been curious about this because I do what everybody does. You order the food, and then you eat the fries on the way home, right? That That's what you do. And then when you get home, and you're like, all I have is this burger now. But like, that's what everybody does. And there have been times where I've been eating the fries on the way home, like, there's no way that was a large fry. Now, I thought maybe I just got big paws, and I was, like, digging them in there, right. like, you know, like, like a big old bear, and shoving stuff in my mouth, because I, well, that's how I eat. But, no, it turns out, they, it says here, one of them says, I worked at blank, and they taught me how to pinch the fry carton just right while putting the fries into them so it looks full, but it actually isn't. Um, I think it's one of those things where when you open up a bag of chips and you're like, oh, it's all air in here and you get pissed about it. And it's like, well, number one, there has to be air in there. So your chips don't turn into crumbs. And number two, like you're still getting the same amount of chips. If it says like, you know, 16 ounces of chips, are you still getting those 16 ounces? I don't care if the fry thing's filled up or not, but like, I don't know what the ounceage of a large fry is. Therefore, nor, I don't know. Do I. I don't necessarily know. Am I getting scammed on this? They, um, well, and, and they know that they know you don't know that. So I could see, I could definitely see restaurants do this for sure yeah of course i mean like but i don't know if that's necessarily like scamming your customers once again like there's working in a million restaurants one of the main focuses of every restaurant manager in the world is keeping food costs down and you don't think that like well what are four extra fries in my fries just give me the four extra fries but when you sell you know a thousand things of fries every day right then that becomes an issue and um like little things like making sure that you didn't over scoop stuff and making sure that you had less Level, like, you know, you anything know. prepackaged too. Like, only give them one ramekin of ranch. Exactly. Don't take out three of those. Exactly. Watch the napkin count. Exactly. Because paper is so expensive so, for a restaurant. So, all those things add up into essentially what is the margin of error for a restaurant? Like, the make or break between is this a profitable establishment or are we going are we going over our heads here? And I, I mean, listen, if you're getting scammed on the fries and, and they're, they're just trying to nickel and dime you, that sucks. But I don't necessarily think that, you know, them doing a, a, a being being firm with their employees about yo make sure you don't overserve is necessarily scamming you. One of them said I hated this practice and it, and I basically refused to do it. I didn't get fired, but I managed to have a few customers ask me when my shifts were the next week so they could have me be the one filling their fries. Well, those customers need to work better things into their diets. And yeah, <laughs> like and, honestly, and and I just said that. Like I of all people just said that, but like I don't have. Like there's, I don't. There's, there's one VIP fast food worker here, and we all know who it is. It's the manager of the Mister Hero on Tusk. That guy's oh, amazing. Oh yeah, Chico. Yeah, Chico is amazing. Like that guy, dude. I don't. That guy should be Mister Hero employee of the decade. He's amazing. That guy. Outside of that, I have no idea who it is that's working yeah, in those places. I was gonna say nobody. I mean, and maybe there are though. I mean, maybe people are living different lives than you and I are. But like, dude, if somebody is like, hey, you're my you're my fry scooping guy. Everyone needs to reevaluate what's going on in that McDonald's. I Actually had a ne- uh, I actually had another negative run-in with our least favorite fast food place in downtown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, so I was there over the weekend, and, uh, and I got some breakfast. And uh, I was ordering things for me and another person. So I just got two, like, you know, I want a number nine and then, like, a number 11, both with a large coffee, cream, and sugar. Place, right. Right? So I pull around to the window. Now, normally, they put the cream and sugar in the coffee for you. Nope, just handfuls of both. Put really? them in a pl- plastic bag, threw it in the bag. Everything spilled. Actually, a couple of the creams opened all over the stuff inside, right? So then 
before she hands me the cups of the hot coffee, she says, I, well, I couldn't understand her. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't. What was that? And I'm at the window. This isn't the speaker. This is the right. window. And I can't understand her. And she gets visually annoyed with the fact that I have, how dare I ask her to repeat herself. And she looks at me, she's like, do you need a drink holder? And I was like, well, had you enunciated properly the first time, I would have been able to understand you, but I didn't get that underneath your breath with the slang. I didn't get it. And so, like, how dare I clarify before just saying yes or no to something? Like, dude, I got to tell you, every time I go there, I always say never again, but it's so convenient to my house. It's just so convenient. And that's, dude, they have me trapped. I can't. I can't. Just trapped. Just Stansberry can't get out of it. Those arches have me surrounded. Yeah, I dude. don't know. <laughs> what, what could you possibly do to stop going there? I guess make pancakes in my own damn house. <laughs> I guess maybe that's what I could do. Turns out somebody else was hacked via their Twitter. And I use air quotes for that because, well, I'm not buying the story. We'll get you filled in next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. Nicole, reprieve. I don't know what he's, I don't know. He's like, he's working. He's just not here. But, which, he didn't tell me that. Now, he didn't have to clear things with me. That's not what I'm saying. But I would tell people who work for me, yo, bro, I'm not going to be around for two, three days. Right. He's our only, like, you know, point of. He's the only adult anywhere close to the building. Right. So, like, if we have a question, if we have a concern, if we have answers, what are we supposed to do? Bye. Stansbury, what do you think? I don't know, Fantone. What do you think? No, my boss has turned into my stepdad now. Just like, (laughs) just a constant disappointment. Never around. Another pe- uh, another person people are disappointed in right now is Ted Cruz. Apparently his uh, his Twitter account, like, what is this? He like liked or like hearted a a, a sexual post via Twitter. Um, it was like a two minute pornographical like video that he. What liked. is a what is a pornographical? Like, I mean, just it was like just a, like a regular know, porn movie. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was just it was just a two minute it was just a two minutes of porn essentially. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the post of what do you like posted. No, it was like a um, it was like I think it was a like a milf threesome action going on where one of the women was standing and watching two people have sex and masturbating through it, and then you know she joins in or whatever. So it was just I mean, kind of a standard porn. Well, yeah, I mean, the woman that's there to fix the copy machine oh, has course. to bang you both. Like, of course, of course. What is she gonna do? See you two plowing it out. And not get involved. And not in that? get in. Yeah, right. hey, dude, that cockpit of that airplane's big enough for that for three of you. For Christ's <laughs> sake, have you never been to work before? Jeez, Duh. Dude, Everybody just had sex on all the equipment. That's what happened. Naughty Office is essentially a documentary if you so think about it. They did what everybody does: is I was hacked, right? And then they they rethought the strategy, and 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 actually, this one's not so bad. They came out and said, "Look, multiple people have access to the account. This was a staffing issue. Somebody accidentally hit like, and we realized." it two hours later and we pulled it down because i get i guess this was sent to them like or like they were mentioned in it which it shows up in your timeline okay. and, and then they hit like because okay. at first i was like well what is porn doing in his timeline right like who is ted cruz following that you're seeing porn in the timeline because that's how it works like whoever you follow and that kind of stuff and like there's an algorithm that goes into it right now you know whoever you follow yes their tweets are going to get priority but if one of them were to retweet something or if one of them were to favorite something that could pop up into your timeline I'm just saying like Ted Cruz isn't going to follow back like I'll follow no, people back like no. if you follow me on Twitter I'm, I'm most likely going to follow you back in a lot of situations depending on who you are and like Unless you suck and then I'm just going to be like oh I'm not doing and this. then what I normally have to do is I normally have to turn retweet 
gets off on people because like I see stuff and I'm just like, oh god, I like you less now. <laughs> yeah, I completely yes. You know what I mean? But welcome to social media, right? Is I like all of you less now? Exactly. Um, I I think you know at least from what I've heard of this story, and I will agree with that. You know the assessment of. Uh, part of the reason people think this is kind of a bigger story is the woman who was standing there watching and masturbating looks a lot like a younger, hotter version of Ted Cruz's wife. So I really? think a lot of people were like, they well, put, what's wrong with that? They put two and two together and added up to four there. I think that just adds to the, to the, to well, the story. Sure. was you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. I was going to say that's, that's almost commendable on some level. I was going to say, but isn't it kind of almost like, I don't know if, if, if you're, uh, do you go home and ask your dad whether or not he wants to like a 20 year version, you know, 20 year younger version of your mom. He does. I would say, I would, I would think in pornography, you'd want more variety. Like why, like why go with somebody that reminds you of your current partner? But like, I guess I mean, that's that's not the conversation. It's 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 more so that does does that add you know credibility I to it was Ted it. Cruz? I think he did it because he looks like one of those people. Like he, Ted Cruz looks like one of those people who tells you about like the pitfalls of pornography, and then behind oh, yeah. closed doors is totally like addicted to pornography. Well, I feel like that's anyone who starts telling me about the pitfalls of anything. Like, oh, dude, you know what the problem is? Is the gay sex? And I'm like, oh, dude, you're totally having gay sex. Oh, you know what the problem <laughs> or is? Want to have gay right, sex? Right? Right? Oh, you know what the problem is? Is doing drugs. All these people on drugs nowadays. And I'm like, dude, you're totally on drugs. So, so now his college roommate is is piping up on this. Craig Mason, who apparently wrote The Hangover Two and Hangover Three movies, really says he lived with. Cruz during their freshman year at Princeton, and he says, uh, I, "Dude, I, I was going to waste no time at poking fun at him." He, I guess, he's spoken out about Cruz before, hates him. Okay, right? He says, "Now imagine Ted Cruz doing this four be- four feet below you in the bottom bunk bed." Oh, jeez. He says, "Yes, my misery very much appreciates your company." Sadly, the fact that Ted Cruz masturbates to mediocre porn spam is the most human thing we can say about him. This is actually his high point. I never wanted this for any of you, Craig Mason says. I thought maybe I'd feel better if two or three people knew, not six billion. That is, he's like, that said, I feel better about all of this. Saying that that's his highlight, that's pretty funny, dude. That I is mean, pretty like, funny. Aside from politics involved in this, that's just kind of funny from the guy. Um, eh, Dude, I kind of buy his ex-roommate or whatever, but like, I don't know, dude, what? The guy was Could have been a staffer, sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the fact that the dude was 18 and masturbating in his college dorm room doesn't necessarily prove anything about no. today. Like, I mean... Dude, uh, go to a dorm room today. Exactly. I mean, you know what, what I mean? else are you doing? <laughs> that, door, dude, that door might not open, and it's not because there's a chair behind it. It's because even the door jam's sticky. Any, like everything in there. Any way that you could spin this and be like, hey, you know, I did do this and this is a humanizing thing, or is this when you're Ted Cruz, you're so far to the right, you can't. Okay, again, this is not me attacking the current president. But in the day and age of grabbing by the vagina, a senator or whoever, like liking a porn video on Twitter's tawdry? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, right? I mean, I, I mean, dude, how is that still tawdry? Like, I don't understand how that's still a thing. And again, it's the repressed sexual nature. But dude, grabbing women by the vaginas is sexual. You would think that once we've crossed that bridge of like... Uh, dude, we're here now. The, the, the president of the United States of America, right. I mean, we're not talking about like dude, another his senator wife, or a governor or anything. Did Melania pose nude? Right. So like, yes, we kind of has cr- have crossed that bridge. But I think there's still a decent amount of people who might have to be carried across that bridge kicking and screaming. And I don't know if... 
this is a step too far, especially as Ted Cruz is a moral purist. He's definitely well, that's a the problem. Signal. Is yeah. that yeah, that's the problem. Is that when you're that guy, it's probably more tawdry. If you got it from one of the soulless Democrats, who you know what I mean, how they always refer to those people as like you know they don't have God in their lives right. and they're evil, all right. that stuff. I think maybe that side of the aisle doesn't doesn't freak out as much. I um, but when you're Ted Cruz, this is a bad look. Yeah, I don't think the left freaks out nearly as much if this was like Cory Booker or whatever. Um, but uh, the right freaks out different kind of porn. The too. right freaks out considerably more. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a, this is a much. It's bigger because story. they all need to get laid a little bit more. They do. They need to get off their damn high horse and actually have a little bit more sex and enjoy their lives a little bit more. Maybe then they wouldn't hate everything so much. That's just my take on it. But like, I can't believe that in the day and age of grab them by the vagina and you still get to be president, that liking a porn video on Twitter is like, oh, no. Now, Ted Cruz says, had I known that this was going to cause this much of a dust-up, I would have done this right before the Indiana primary. <laughs> Well, Which is kind of funny, dude. Taking a yeah. little shot at himself, dude. A little, yeah. That that right there is a humanizing moment. Do, do you feel like if you're a a politician of that nature? I mean, if you're somebody that high up, I know that like you and I are like, well, of course that you know there's going to be staffers with access to your to your Twitter account, right? But like, shouldn't you? I mean, like if now if Donald Trump uses this excuse, isn't it going to be like, well, dude, what are you doing with with, with like letting other people have access to your Twitter account? You would never let anybody else talk for you. You would never let anybody else just be like, hey. You know, Ted Cruz. You know, Ted Cruz says this. No, well, you'd want to say it from your own mouth. Honestly, it's why you shouldn't follow celebrities and people like this on Twitter because they're not handling their own account. Like, dude, he, people think that I do this. Like, people are like, you know, your intern tweeted something idiotic from your account. No, dude, nobody, nobody, nobody will ever speak for me through my Twitter account. First of all, dude, I'm not allowed to have an intern. Where is intern Double Cheeseburger at? I don't even see him. I'm, I'm, Where is he? I'm not. <laughs> not allowed to have. What are we talking about? N- not. Yeah. Not allowed to have one of those for some idiotic stupid reason which kills me is like hey iHeartMedia, media that's how you got me was by by being an intern remember that remember that good old days when, when you actually put people through the ringer and you made sure they really wanted to be around and you ended up with a 15-year employee remember that yeah, let's do that again. That was those were those were good times. D. Snyder playing October twenty seventh at the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll send you right now. We'll take caller fifteen one eight hundred two four three seven six two five on those. And Fantone, the Hall of Fame is caught up in a legal battle. Pro Football Hall of Fame is caught up in a legal battle, and we'll sift through the details together next on Rock one zero six nine. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone, just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show, chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for TD's Tailgate Grill. Voted the best sports bar by the Canton Repository, and they're also number one on TripAdvisor, meaning people who come in here from out of town absolutely love TD's. They have award-winning food, and that's why. They have the best fish tacos, and they offer you amazing beer specials with keepsake glasses for both the OSU and the Browns games. All locations have the NFL Sunday ticket. All three TD's tailgate locations have the NFL Sunday ticket. So if the Browns aren't your thing, you can totally keep up with all your teams. Every play, every down, catch it at TD's Tailgate Grill. They also offer you halftime NFL trivia on Sundays with gift cards and some other prizes. And they have TVs everywhere you look. I believe it's 43 TVs per location. And you can join me at the Lake Cable Jackson location for every single Browns game. TD's Tailgate Grill has three locations, the original on West Husk at the I-77 exit. You can find them in North Canton on North Main. Just show on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Michelle out of New Philly won her way into the D. Snyder Show. She was all pretty excited about that. She was pumped, dude. Pretty big D. Snyder fan Michelle was. Yeah. 
She gets to go to that. We have TSO tickets, 745. We're going to give you those. I don't know why. Uh, Well, winter's coming. You can light them on fire, stay warm in your living room. Jeez, jeez, jeez. There's no way to talk about the wizards of winter, dude. Come on. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God, I hate it. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. That's tickets go on sale Friday. By the way, we're and supposed they'll to be sell in. out Friday. Oh, like that's, dude, no question. Like this stuff sells out every year. That's why I don't understand why management always gets mad at me for talking <laughs> about how much I hate it. Well, dude, McDonald's sells a lot of burgers every day. But if we're in here, just like you know what sucks, they're not going to be too happy with that either. All right, fair, fair, fair. So to make up for me talking trash on TSL, I'll go to Burger King. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, there we go. I'll sacrifice. Even Stevens. You know where we should go again is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Indeed. We should hang out there a little bit more. Uh, but they're now in the middle of a huge scandal. Apparently, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Fantone has been subpoenaed to prove the authenticity of several pieces of memorabilia that are in the hall. Now. This is not really a Pro Football Hall of Fame issue. This is more a one-team issue because it's New York Giants memorabilia. Eli Manning has been caught up in this for a few years. Uh, If you watch a lot of sports shows, you've heard about this before, where basically they're claiming that the Giants, somebody for the Giants, whether it be Eli Manning, a training person, whatever, has been faking memorabilia and selling it on the black market to make money. Maybe in the past, like, what has been two, three, four years that this story's been coming up, but it never gains traction. Like, I've heard of this before, and it's like, oh, I don't know, Eli Manning, was he involved? And you think it's going to bust wide open and turn into, right. like, a, a huge story, and it just never has. So I wonder if there's further developments, or I wonder what is different this time. So it's a helmet that's on display here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it was supposedly worn by Eli Manning in the Giants' 28 28- uh, Super Bowl victory over the New England Patriots back in 08 there. Right. According to uh, the lawsuit, just one of uh, dozens of fake items Manning and his Giants cohorts, they claim here, cohorts. have created to fool fans and make money from collectors over the years. Wow. The Hall of Fame has been handed a subpoena demanding they prove the authenticity of the New York Giants memorabilia. This includes Ron Dixon and Eli Manning's Super Bowl helmets and uh, O.C. Uh, Menorah's jersey. So... I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why the you know the authentic nature of of these jerseys, because dude, you can't just give me a or a Eli Manning jersey and I throw it in the Hall of Fame and be like, hey, look at this, Eli Manning. Well, the jersey should be easy, right? Wanted to have a Super Bowl patch on it. You'd think so, but I mean, how many how many Eli Manning jerseys did they, or did they make? You know what I'm saying? You get when when they roll out those jerseys, it's not like they just have one and like, well, if something happens, too bad for you. I'm sure they make three, four of them, right? Uh, in case it rips, right? In case something, in, in worst case scenario, uh, I didn't think of right? that. I mean, something terrible happens, and like there's a fire in the in the. In All the, right, I didn't think of that. Like that may be, that could be, and could you give somebody one of those and pass that off as game worn? Probably. I mean, could you just sew a an Eli man or a, a Super Bowl twenty eight patch onto the jersey, and would you know any? Well, where would you get that though? I mean, right? That's got to come from the league, right? Can't be that hard to counterfeit, right? I mean, I mean if we can counterfeit money. Right. I was going to say, I don't think it can. I guess. It's, it's not like there's a hologram in it. Yeah, this is one of those things where I'm always talking about where the criminal is always going to be better than the person right. trying to catch him because right. there's more motive in it. Um, yeah, they better make sure this stuff's real. Of course. Of course. I, 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 but I don't understand why this collector is necessarily getting involved in the sense of like, this guy didn't buy this. This guy didn't, you know, this isn't his property. This is, the, if anyone's getting fleeced, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? 
Yeah, you'd think because they. I mean, do they buy that stuff? Is that what they do? Do they pay for it? I would assume not. Because I, I know a lot of like, uh, I know like a lot of the hard rocks, right? Like a lot of that stuff's donated. Like a lot of the bands want to be featured in the yeah. hard rock, you know. And so, like a lot of that stuff's donated. Now, I think they probably buy some of it. I, I don't know how the Hall of Fame acquires that stuff. I would assume they have a close enough working organ or working relationship with all the teams where it's like, dude, and the NFL knows, right. like, dude, it's good if stuff's in there. We want people interested in the league, interested in our product, right? Where you know it's hard rock i mean don't get me wrong you go up there and it's just uh, amazing but like you know dolly parton doesn't necessarily like get anything out of that where like the nfl working in conjunction with each other having the hall of fame you know be a better attraction is better for everybody yeah this is a um this is going to be a mess and if they end up finding out that that helmet's fake i mean it's not the Hall of Fame's fault. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I, I feel like I want to protect the Hall of Fame right now, but it's like, what did they do? They didn't like, do anything? I mean, maybe you could take issue with the curator not examining the products enough. Okay. And so, like, an employee of the Hall. Okay. But, yeah, the Hall as a whole I don't think is really culpable in any of this because, dude, they're just looking to accept product, and they have a curator who looked at it and said, yeah, this this passes our standard. It's not like they're selling it. Now, if they were selling it, then you've you, you got your entirely different Because then you could say, okay, well, they're in cahoots with this because they're trying to make the money off of it. Although, you know what the naysayer is going to say is that they technically are selling it. Now you're selling it to view it. Selling it right. They're selling you tickets to come see it. Now there are a million other things in there. Right. Besides, I mean, it's not like the New York Giants Museum. Yeah, and it's not like this was done maliciously either. Unless they can prove something like that, but I, which I, I don't I mean, buy. What are we, that. What are we doing? Is David Baker really like you know what Eli? Keep your jersey, and we'll fake everybody out. Of course not. Yeah, I don't buy but it. Where does Eli Manning come into all this? Where it's like. What's the incentive for him? You're already a money. Multi- I mean, but how much money? How much money are you really making off of that? A sports memorabilia collector? Yeah, because five hundred thousand dollars is an extreme amount of money to you. But like Eli Manning, I don't know, dude. Would you really risk everything you have for to to, to fake some some receiving gloves or to fake a football? I mean, we've seen dumber things, right? I guess. That's pretty dumb to me. You don't think of it out of the Manning family because they're always considered to be so smart. You know what I mean? At least self-preservation. Like, what do you get out of that? Now, if it's if it turns out to be the New York Giants equipment manager was trying to scam the system, well, hell yeah, he was because he's under. You know, he, he, what does he make? A hundred thousand dollars a year. He's trying to make more money. But dude, you're a multimillionaire. I don't see the value in that. Okay, so I took a couple of comments here via Twitter that I didn't think about. One says the Hall of Fame could lose credibility if this is true, and I would imagine that there would be a little little credibility issue. Unfairly, I think, but that will happen. What I assume will happen immediately if this were to be proven as true is that the Hall of Fame is going to get ahead of things and be like, "We are doing a thorough review of everything in the Hall of Fame. We are making sure we are, we're, you know, we're, we're doubling down our efforts to make sure that things are authentic." And I think they can walk away without smelling too bad. Yeah, I think so too. They uh, another guy says here, it's the insurance. Whether they buy the stuff or not, they have to insure it. Many hands yeah. in this pie. Yeah. You do. I mean, you'd have to insure that stuff, right? Yeah, but how does that make them guilty of anything? At the end of the day, they're they're paying more money to insure something that they shouldn't have to pay to insure. Right. That doesn't make the Hall of Fame guilty of anything. Another person telling me maybe he just wants to keep it. That'd be cool to have in your house. Might not be for money only. Well, 
he's not going to fake memorabilia to keep in his own house. Well, and if that were the case, as he just wanted to keep it, then I'm sure he would say to the Giants, like, no, dude, I'm not giving you this jersey. I'm taking this home with me. So it wasn't that long ago. I caught up with a buddy of mine who I've been friends with since we were kids. Like, my our parents were best friends in high school, right? And it's my buddy Johnny, and he owns a sports memorabilia company. And I said to him, I was like, dude, like a lot of this stuff is has negative connotations to it in the news and stuff. Like people are always worried about being ripped off, right? And like fake memorabilia. And he said to me, he's like, Stansbury, what you have to go through to make sure something's authentic to be able to sell it at the price I sell it for. He's like, well, first of all, the memorabilia business is down. It's just down. He's like, but overall, he's like, people are so worried now. He's like, the, the hoops you have to jump through. To make sure something's authentic. And that's why I don't know how this got by somebody. It's so weird that, like, at the end of the day, the jersey that Eli Manning wore in the Super Bowl truly has no more value than the jersey he wore any other day or a jersey that you just bought. I mean, there's no true value to that. No. but it You is, place the value on but it. But it is... Imperative that it's authentic. I completely understand that, but there's a little bit of me. He's like, well, why does it even matter? But it totally does. If you're in, if you're into sports, mem- you know, memorabilia, and you want to collect that stuff, and you're worried about being ripped off, I, dude, I can tell you, uh, uh, dude, my buddy is on the up and up. You can find him on Twitter at C Town Sports Cave. Um, I believe they have like a, a retail shop. I think in the mall and Mentor. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's more like a Cleveland-based thing. But dude, Johnny and I have been friends. I mean, honestly, all the way back to like the first grade. And dude, I've known him and his family forever. I know for sure he's on the up and up. So if you want to buy sports memorabilia, Sea Town Sports Games is where you can do it without being ripped off. There's a little free plug for my buddy. Dan's very approved right there. I like. Yeah. It. No, it is. I like. I know that guy would not just take your money just to take it. That I know for sure. But that was um, that was pretty interesting when I read that yesterday. I was like, I don't see where the Hall of Fame's guilty in anything. Like, if you got duped, it's a bad look. Like, you look right. like, okay, well, we got duped, and that's embarrassing. It's more egg on the face than I think it is, like, you know, criminal or anything like that. We have TSO tickets. They're playing, I don't know, sometime in December, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not. I refuse to learn when. And uh, we'll pass those tickets out to you. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot is smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171. Or you can find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com. Get Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. We're online at WRQK.com. As I've told you, if you missed anything from yesterday, you can podcast it there. We have TSO tickets. We're going to give you those here shortly. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need on those. I was watching uh, some of the sports shows yesterday afternoon. They were debating, uh, Fantone, what is the bigger story right now? Is it the Indians winning what was 19 yesterday now turned into 20? Is that the bigger story, or is it that the Dodgers had lost like 11 straight? And people kept saying it was the Dodgers because they spent $260 million on that payroll. And the argument on the other side was, well, the Indians are good and they're getting hot right now. But I, I think winning is always a bigger story than losing. 
Yeah, and you're under you're, you're underselling what the Indians are doing. To say that they're getting hot right now is kind of ridiculous. Like they're white hot right now. Like they're 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 scorching hot right now. If if they won eleven games or thirteen games in a row, and it was like, all right, what's the bigger story? You're still six games, six seven games away from tying the record or whatever it is. Right, but they are literally standing on the cusp of an all time record. How can that not be the biggest story in baseball? I, I, I you couldn't make the argument otherwise to me. Yeah, I think winning, tying a record, although if you tied a record of losing too, but like if you tied a record of winning, that's going, which I don't know what the losing record is. But if you, I mean, approaching the win record is a bigger story to me. And it's a bigger story to me because I lost $500 last night because, well, the Indians were minus 500 on the money line. And I was like, all right, well, they're bound to lose a game here sooner or later. And I went against my, I, I never bet against my home teams. If I feel like I can't bet on them to win, I just avoid the bet altogether. I mean, especially with Corey Kluber, dude. Like, if, if, if it was like, oh, well, dude, Trevor Bauer, and he's going up against a team that isn't necessarily, you know, he's had problems with in the past. It was a bad decision. It was a terrible decision, It was a bad decision. It was an awful decision. It was a bad, bad decision. And I lost a lot of money. I do have some good news. What is that? Uh, we were talking to you about the sports memorabilia scandal going yeah. on with the Pro Football of Fame. Apparently, uh, there's somebody who thinks that there's a couple of pieces in there that don't deserve to be in there. It okay. was uh, like an Eli Manning uh, helmet, an OC Menorah jersey, and a couple of other items from the Giants' 2008 Super Bowl win. And uh, you know, people are like, "Dude, those weren't actually game worn. It was manufactured to fool people." And so they're, you know. The Pro Football Hall of Fame has been subpoenaed for some things that shouldn't be in there. And now I have a list of uh, modern era nominees for next year's 2018 class, and there are a bunch of Browns. Coach Marty Schottenheimer is uh, is a nominee for next year, which I couldn't necessarily maybe argue that. Yeah, I mean a a long tenure of great accomplishments. I don't know how I don't know what the yardstick is for coaches in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I mean, Marty was pretty good, right? For a long time, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who else is on the coaches list, and I don't assume they're going to put in... I don't two- have everybody. I just have who are here from the previous oh, okay. rounds. That's I, all I, I have. I would assume there won't be too many... Um, you know, you're not, you're not going to put more than one coach in at a time, too many non-players at a time, but Schottenheimer seems right to me. Michael Dean Perry's on the list of former Browns. I feel like MDP for my Browns all-time Hall of Fame, yeah, but I don't know if he the belongs pro football in the Hall of Fame. Football Fame. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one either. Linebacker Clay Matthews? I, I, I t- Like I said, I mean, does it belong in the Browns Hall of Fame? Yeah, but I don't know if Clay Matthews... I don't want to speak out of turn here because I obviously don't remember his entire career, but that does not feel like an NFL, like a pro football Hall of Fame career. Yeah, neither of those dudes jump off the page at me. And if that's the case, the answer is probably no. Now, here's a guy that I want to see get in. Because I, after watching Believeland, that 30 for 30, yeah. I felt so bad for this guy. Like, he cries in the oh, middle yeah, of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Ernest Biner cried in that. And, like, dude, about reading some of that hate mail that people sent him after that. And, again, like, that wasn't Twitter where it was just like, well, it's in my pocket, so let me just sound off. Like, those people had to go to their kitchen table, get pen and paper out, write it, put postage on it, address it, and mail it. Like, you had 75 different times where you could stop yourself from saying that stuff to that guy, and you chose to do it. Ernest Biner actually played so long, he played for the Ravens, 97. I Jesus! Feel like, I feel like that dude, I mean, he started in 84, which is the year I was born. So, like, man, he made a career out of it. I don't know if he has the number or something, but... Wow, I didn't realize he had played that long. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 13 years there. Wow, I forgot about that. 13 years, 
and almost rushed for 13,000 yards, so maybe he does deserve it that. It sounds crazy to be an advocate to put a guy into the Pro Football Hall of Fame that is responsible for one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life, but like I said, after watching Believeland, I felt so bad for him, where I was just like, you know what, this guy deserves a little happiness. Something. Something. Just give him something. I mean, just at least give him, hook him up with one of those new Roman burgers, the BTE. Give him something. What the guy's is that? struggling. Oh, bigger than ever, dude. Bigger than ever. 50% more Roman burger on your Roman burger. Dude, it's a great deal. Huh. I miss working there. You might, might not. I was going to say, I'm, long, I'm probably going to do it. I'm probably going to do it again <laughs> next week. I, uh, Wow. Uh, yeah, Ernest Biner, I think I, 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 I would put in. But again, it's an emotional yeah. It's an emotional vote. I was going to say, I don't know if the Hall of Fame feels the same way. But no, they probably don't. So they probably don't there. TSO playing December will get you all December long. They're playing every, <laughs> every single night. Every single one. Tickets go on sale Friday. Is that when they go on Tickets sale? Tickets go on sale Friday. Okay. Um, why do you do it? Because, dude, it's the Wizards in winter. People need to hear it. Why do you? No. No, no, no. <laughs> they get to go see it. People might need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. We'll take caller 25 on those TSO tickets. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Fantone, your boy Kid Rock is taking a page out of the Trump book, and I think it's going to work. We'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just sent somebody out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your next opportunity happens at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll give you another chance at it. And you'll have another opportunity at TSO tickets tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Try to win some of that back there. Yeah, also, that, that took care of everything. <laughs> no, it did. For 10 years of trashing it. Yeah, one, one nice thing. It's going to make up Not for it. Not even nice. You just said, well, you can win tickets. Like... That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Ten years of trashing it. One nice statement. Those are equal things in yep. my world. Even Stevens. Those are equal things. Coming up at 930 this morning, I saw a bumper sticker yesterday that I didn't understand. All right. Like, I did not get it. And I don't know if I'm dumb because I think I have it. But if I understood it, it's the worst bumper sticker I've ever seen in my life. At 9.30, we'll figure that out as a class, whether or not I know what he's what this guy's trying to say or what the hell's going on. But I saw a bumper sticker yesterday that made me mad, and then I was like, well, maybe you don't Jeez. understand it. Maybe, maybe you're just so dumb you don't get it. So at 9.30, I'll tell you what that was. Now, however, your boy, Detroit native, Kid Rock, is taking a page out of the Donald Trump book. And I think it's going to work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Senator Rock there, he knows what he's doing, and I'm sure he's going to take a couple of pages from his book, but what, what, what specifically? So we made you, you aware mean- of this a little bit yesterday, that Kid Rock has been tapped to open the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. They're like, they got rid of the Joe Louis Arena, and this is like now where like the Red Wings are going to play in that whole thing. And he's doing like a series of like six shows to open this place, right? And it's... Six sellout shows, by the way. I mean, it's Kid Rock, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, he's got up there. I mean, I'm not trying to like, but he is, dude. I mean, they they treat the dude like he walks on water. Still, though, like that's wildly impressive. Like, I'm all right. I have a live double album from Bob Seger, right? And in it, you pull out the liner sheet, and he sold out six nights in a month in Detroit. And I was like, see, like that star power there. When you can sell out six nights in a month, 
Like, dude, he Kid Rock sold all six nights of this out. As far, I mean, as far as I know, they wouldn't have done show six if show five didn't sell out. I right? would imagine so, right? Yeah, I guess that's probably that's probably good science there. But the Detroit Free Press wrote an article about the fact that they didn't think it was appropriate that such a controversial artist known as Kid Rock be the person to open this for the city of Detroit. And they call him controversial because, well, he is definitely deep into the Trump camp and he uses the Confederate flag on stage. And, um, well, I think that's really about it. Are, are really what make him controversial, right? Well, I mean, comparatively to any other musical artist, yeah, I'm sure those are the things he's pointing at. It's not like it's not like he's the only artist to ever talk about like drugs and rock and roll, right? And, and sex, exactly. Like, and Detroit's got such a musical history. You could have had a thousand people do this, right? I mean, dude, it's Motown. The MC5 is from there. Bob Seger's from there. Sweaty Teddy, who is going to get you in the same territory right. Kid Rock is, but still, you take my point. There's been a million artists to come out of out of Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Madonna claims Detroit, even though she's oh, not really from there. Yeah, look at um, that. You've got Eminem, the Insane Clown Posse's from the D as well. Maybe they should have been the people who got I don't know. So the Detroit Free Press writes an article and says, "Look, this guy's pretty controversial. He's pretty tied to you know some some things that are that the country's reexamining right now." And so now Kid Rock and his camp have decided that they will not allow the Detroit Free Press access to these shows. They're not going to be allowed in. Now, what they're complaining about this morning now is, is that, look, the taxpayers are paying for this stadium. Right. And we're a local news organization that educates the taxpayer. Right. And so we should probably have access to this. I think that's fair. I can't necessarily hate that idea. I, I can't hate that that logic, okay? But apparently now Kid Rock's publicist, Kurt Webster, is the one who told the Detroit Free Press, look, you're not going to have this, and it's about your column, he says. Actually, he gave them the quote. You guys wrote an effed up story and allowed it to be published. You want a quote? There it is. Webster told the Free Press in a cell phone call. <laughs> I mean, like you guys wrote yeah, an effed up story an effed up and allowed <laughs> and allowed it to be published. Like that's the way. Again, that's I expected Kid Rock to say right, that. Right, right. But your publicist says this. Like normally, you hire the publicist. Because they can clean up your language. Right. The exact opposite of like, you know, hey, I'll take care of saying this to the paper. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. Now, it says here that the newspaper routinely buys tickets to concerts, but the request for credentials allows reporters to bring in equipment necessary to file stories such as laptops and or cameras. Right. And so now on Sunday, September the 3rd, Henderson published a column in which he called the decision to have Kid Rock open the arena a middle finger to Detroiters. I mean, you do, if you're going to go to an event as media, you do need the tools to do the job. I mean, it's not fair to just say, well, go buy a ticket and sit there with your notebook and, and, and record it. I mean, you want to have a photographer there. You want to have the, the, the capabilities to do things there. Um, so that's fair. I mean, right? I, I think there's point there. Yes, there is definitely a point there, but this is a winning strategy. Oh, for him? Hell yeah, this it is. is. Dude, for Kid Rock, this Hell is yeah, a total winning strategy. Because let me tell you, the people who want to go to a Kid Rock show are the kind of people who want to believe that the media is lying to them about things. It's the same base. He's just riling up his base. 
and it worked for the president, and it's going to work for Kid Rock. He's yeah. going to follow this this blueprint to a T, and he's going to win because of it. He's going to be president of the United States of America. President Rock. Dude, President Longhair? President I like Rock. it. Dude, why not? I like Dude, I want a longhair hippie as president. That would be awesome. It's like the one thing we haven't had. First First Lady uh, Pamela Anderson? Dude, I like it a lot. I feel like, what's the problem with Who that? Who is he married to now? I don't is know. He, I, I think- mean... I, he is. He's got a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, but I think it's just some hot chick. I don't think she's anybody. Nobody that, nobody of note? Not that I know of. A uh, Twitter listener of ours, Shannon, says, Why does the dude from Michigan use the Confederate flag as a prop anyway? It's totally pandering and phony. Doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, what, what what's he going to claim? That his love for Southern Rock is what, what brought him to that? I mean, I know he's a big Skinner fan, and I know he likes, you know, the Allman Brothers a lot, and he likes all that kind of stuff. Like... If, but, if if like and Skinner makes you a real true rebel, I mean, like, I mean, Rock I mean, 1069 it, is, the, is the official radio station of the Confederacy, dude. At least with Pantera, those guys were from Texas, and there's a little Southern pride in, in Texas. But yeah, with Kid Rock, why does he use that? I never put it through that filter, Shannon. I never did, to be honest with you. I, I mean, just was. I just always have thought, I was like, okay, well, that's weird. He's got a black drummer. That's weird. I mean, wh- there's that dude that drives around in Canton that has a Confederate flag flying off the back of his truck to like... Oh, a couple. A guy gave me the middle finger the other day in traffic because I was taking a picture of it. It's at my Instagram, by the way, at Sansbury shows where you can see that. I don't know why they do that, but I mean, there's plenty of people out there who, you know, maybe they're just so proud of state rights, I guess. I don't know. It's not even really about slavery, if you think about it, Fantone. I know a lot of people try to tell me that the, you know the Confederate flag's about something else and this and that, and it may be, okay? And there may be a reason why it's okay to fly it here and not there and other places. Fine. What I have always maintained is the people I know in my life that want to use it, they do want to use it as a way to piss other people off. Like, they do. They do. Not everyone, but the people I've encountered in my life, it definitely has always felt like an F you to other people. But I could be wrong. But that's the way it has come across to me. But Kid Rock taking a page right out of the Donald Trump notebook, bro, and it's going to work, man. It's going to work. What, say whatever you want about the president. He has convinced even people who hate him. He has convinced people that the media is no good. Like yeah, they the did media a, has done a great job of that themselves, well, yeah. but he really has pushed it to Rang another the level. the bell on it. I mean, sure. dude, I think they did a poll the other day, and like 60% of America doesn't trust the media. I would say probably more than that, honestly, dude. Do you trust the media? Um, I trust the media because I feel like I do enough homework to know what's right and what's wrong. I feel like, do I trust the media for most people? No, because most people are just reading the headline and going with it from there. So I have trust issues with the media for Who sure. Who is the most trusted media person today? Um, I don't know if I want to put it on one person, but I'll say as an organization, and I know people are going to be like, "Oh, dude, you're just a libtard, you're P- an idiot." NPR, NPR, dude. I feel like I feel like they do their homework. I feel like they come across with as little amount of of bias as humanly possible. And I know, oh, it's federally funded, blah 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 blah. But they do a good job of it, dude. And eighty nine seven from WKSU, dude. They do a fantastic job covering local stuff, covering national stuff. I feel like NPR is very trustworthy. Yeah, I would probably say them. You know, I was thinking about it the other day, you know, you know, and I said this and people attacked me for it. But, you know, people make fun of the fake news tag as if Brian Williams never happened. I mean, fake news happens. I know it's become like the hashtag and we'll make fun of the idiot president for it and all that stuff and how everybody likes to do on Twitter. But Brian Williams happened. So fake news does happen. 
And I think Kid Rock is totally smart to take this page out of the Trump book because it worked. For sure. And it will continue to. It will continue to work. Absolutely it will. You are doing a multitude of things that, uh, that actually makes you look that much older than you are. And I'll tell you what those are next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. You're about a half hour away now from winning your way out to the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your next keyword at 9 o'clock. And then September 22nd and 23rd, you'll be at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. You'll be checking out Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds of Mars, slew of others. Get your next keyword, 9 o'clock this morning. There are multiple things, Phantom, that you can do every day or not do that will make you look a lot older than you are. All right. Now, young people, you probably don't care about this so much. Some of you probably want to look a little older so right. that fake ID will work. Right. Right. But as you start to age, you care about this stuff. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to look any older than I am. I'm already old enough. I want to look this age or younger than this. Okay. Right? So a couple of these things that can put years on your face are not eating enough fruits and vegetables can make you look that much older. Now, I buy this. It says here that 90% of us do not eat the recommended two to three cups of vegetables per day. And I'm willing to bet I fit that that bill. Yeah, I was gonna say what percentage did they say? Ninety. Oh yeah, I was gonna. It, it has to be nine out of ten people minimum. That ninety percent do not eat the recommended two to three cups of vegetables per day. And like I'm a vegetable person though. Like I like green beans. Right. I like peas. Right. Like I like I, there are vegetables I like. You know what I mean? So I work them into like my dinner and stuff like that. But do I eat two to three cups of them a day every day? No, I'd be a liar to say I did that. of us fail to eat enough fruit, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. They say eating a balanced diet loaded with disease-fighting fruits and vegetables can help prevent damage that causes your skin to age too early. That's according to the American Academy of Dermatology. Who would know? Yeah, I mean, taking better care of your diet is definitely going to show itself in a lot of different ways. Your skin and, and, and your general demeanor being two of them, I'm sure. Yeah. For sure. Another thing that can age you is not putting on sunscreen. Now, don't have to worry about that so much as, you know, as summer winding down. They say here, though, that the the more sunscreen you use, the less Botox you will need later in life. And I can tell you, as a guy who spends a lot of time out on the golf course, I eventually ended up keeping a, I have a spray can of sunscreen in my golf bag that I keep with me now because that was happening. My skin was starting to wrinkle Things were starting to get, I mean, it was starting to get pretty bad. Just because it's not going to be summer anymore doesn't mean that you, I mean, if you're still going out on the golf course, you should totally still put on Oh, yeah, for sure. You still need, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, the less hot it is, less people are going to the beach and like that kind of thing. But if you're going to be out and exposed to sun, you should put sunscreen on. As a matter of fact, a woman I know is dealing with a skin cancer scare right now, and apparently that's no joke. I've never dealt with with it, you know, myself or anything, but I hear um, it can be a very scary thing. They say eating too much sugar, Fantone, is another thing that will make you look older. Obviously, diet. Look, they, you know, it's your body works like this: garbage in, garbage out. Is ba- is is basically the way that's going to work. So, like, the less you know, balanced diet you eat, the more the, the older you're going to look. Yeah, I mean, if you're just snorting pixie sticks for lunch, like that's not going to turn out well for you. <laughs> like, no, you should totally try to reduce that stuff as you get older. Yeah, this one is obviously uh, you know pretty basic, and but it, it, this is going to be true of a lot of us. Not getting enough sleep can make you look older. 
Not only does it maintain your sanity, sleep does, but it helps you look l- younger for longer as well. Your skin cells function on a circadian rhythm, similar to the sleep-wake cycle, and which is what makes you tired at night and will wake you up in the morning. And they say nighttime function, repairing the damage it endured during the day, uh, the doctor says, like being exposed to sunlight pollution or a breakout. So when you when you lack on your sleep, the entire process you know process is thrown off. So lack of sleep will make you look older. It's not just you know like the black bags underneath your eyes, which I really hate and probably should go have cut out of my face. And here's another one here, and this one I know from experience: smoking can make you look older. And I remember saying I remember watching a TV show one time, and they were like. Oh, it was uh, it was Seinfeld when Kramer's like smoking oh, yeah, too much, yeah, yeah. and Jerry's like, "Dude, your face looks like a catcher's mitt," and it it like smoking tobacco will make you look older, and it will be. Let me see here. January twentieth will be five years since I've smoked a cigarette, and I can tell you that I I do look better having given that habit. Up. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'll say definitely will make you look older. Kind of makes you look cooler too, but at the same time, I mean, I don't does look, it still? I think it does. I think you still look badass. It's like a leather jacket and sunglasses. Like no matter what, no matter who you are, there's something that's like, yeah, dude, I'm a rebel, and there's something cool about it. I'm not saying emphysema is cool. I'm not saying like, yo, kids, go out there and start cheaping on zigs. Um, but oh God, I wish. But I mean, I miss them every single. Day. You're getting closer to 50. Isn't that the when they're coming back? Hookers and hookers and cigarettes at age 50? Black hookers in Newports. <laughs> 50. <laughs> Book it. I always say by 50, I mean 45. I don't know. We might we might back it up. But yeah, dude, it's bad bitches in Newports. Is like that's what your boy needs. Like y'all want to hit the lottery. I want to hit that lottery. That's the Canton lottery. That's a downtown Canton lottery. 2017 bad bitch and a carton of ports. Book it. Your boy needs it. I do. I'd give anything for that life today, dude. Anything. Oh my god. You know, a guy who's probably living that life is a that- local criminal who needs to be caught. And I'll get you filled in next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I'm excited about the 9 o'clock hour this morning. I uh, Well, first, we're going to send you out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. At 9, you get your next keyword. You text it in. Off to Vegas you go. I'm excited about that. And then at 9.30, I need the audience's help because I read a bumper sticker yesterday that I didn't get. And I feel like if, I, if it's what I think it is, it is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen and it's going to work against you and going and, and it and it takes the rug out from underneath you for every argument down the road on your side. I warn you it is political, but I saw a political bumper sticker yesterday that I feel like either A I didn't understand it or B it's going to shoot your your side of the argument in in the foot and you'll never be able to argue anything else ever again. Now, I know I'm being a little vague there. But at 9.30, I'll tell you exactly what the hell I'm talking about. They call that the tease. That's what um, they do. There. I will say I will say that, you know, bumper stickers are the original tweets, so I look forward to it at 9.30. Ah, look at that, Fanto. <laughs> nice one. I like that one. I like that one. I wish people would only tweet about their kids being honor students. I wish, right. that, I wish, I wish, I wish that was all I saw on Twitter. That'd be great. That would be fantastic. Also, again, I would like a little uh, a little help from the audience. If you have HBO, I've been flipping the coin on whether or not I should watch The Deuce, um, which was made by the same people who did The Wire, and I loved that. I absolutely loved The Wire, one of my favorite shows ever. 
but the dudes, uh, James Franco, I just hate the guy. Dude, I do. I just hate James Franco. You really do. And I, I hate James Franco. I hate him. I don't know. I mean, like, listen, I'm not like the president of the James Franco fan club, but like, I don't know. again, I feel like I would enjoy James hanging out. Like, I feel like if we went to dinner or whatever, I'd be like, oh, okay, interesting guy, funny stories, what's, what's Seth Rogen like off the air, like that. And like, that would be an enjoyable dinner. But when I watch him and stuff, I just want to choke the living crap out of him. All right. I, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I just don't enjoy him. All right. I, I, don't know, I don't know why. I wish I liked him, but I don't. Police are searching for a man they say robbed a PNC bank in North Canton. This was Tuesday morning. They say he entered the bank around 10 o'clock in the morning, handed the teller, nice for him to wait for, to be done listening to the show, yeah, and then handed the that. teller a note asking for money. In the note, Fantone, he said, look, I have a weapon, but they never saw the weapon itself. Now, the bank teller is still going to give you the money. You're being robbed. They're, they're, they're kind of trained to do what, they're, what they do there. Welcome to insurance, and everything's going to be fine. And so the teller then complied with the demands, and the suspect left, headed westbound towards I-77 with an undisclosed amount of cash. He's described as being a white male, five foot eight to five foot ten, uh, with band-aids on all four fingers on his left hand, possibly covering tattoos, which would be smart. Makes sense. He was also wearing gold glasses, an Ohio State hat, and a charcoal gray hoodie. He had jeans and white tennis shoes on at the time of the robbery. Anyone with relevant information is asked to call Detective Josh Escola of the Jackson Township Police Department at 330-830-6264. You can, uh, you can provide those tips with anonymity, obviously. Um, I, I, my girlfriend works at a bank, so I kind of have a pretty decent like view onto what really happens with bank robberies. First of all, a vast majority of them happen just like that. Somebody hands a note and you never see a weapon. That's, mm, uh, you know, as far as she's been told. Is that's, that right? That's how, yeah. I mean, people aren't coming in guns blazing like because they it's don't. It's not the movies. They don't want that. They, that's, that's the last thing it's they want. It's less attention, right? right? They, you hand the note, nobody else knows you're doing anything. And uh, so, you know, if you think that by going to the bank that like well that's how I'm going to get the most amount of money you're kind of dead wrong on that because bank tellers and banks know that they're a hotbed of robbery and they're going to only have X amount of money with any one given teller and that X amount of money isn't going to be that much if if you go into the bank and say yo I've got a $10,000 check they're going to have to get that money it's very unlikely and I guarantee you none of the tellers are going to have okay. Ten fifteen thousand dollars just no. sitting there. So once upon a time, I needed fifty thousand dollars in cash, okay, and for something that I was going to be doing, and it's totally legal. It's on the up and up. It was a business deal or whatever. But I needed fifty thousand dollars moved from one banking institution to another. This is when I was in Las Vegas, right? For the record, the fifty grand wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> All right, but like I had to go get it or whatever, and the bank was like, "Do we need two days to get you yeah. that kind of money?" Yeah, like they they didn't have. They were like, "Do we don't have thirty five here?" And, and, and that's okay, fifty thousand dollars, significant amount of money, but not life altering money. I mean, not you, worth the jail time you're gonna do. Right. I mean, fifty thousand dollars will take care of some immediate problems, but that's not like it's not like it's not like you stole ten million dollars. That's life altering money. Right. Five million dollars, two million dollars. That's life altering money. Fifty thousand dollars. Don't get me wrong; it's a salary, but it's not going to it's not going to forever change. You're still going to have to have a job. Essentially, is what I'm getting at there. Yeah. So for like, sure. so like, that's fifty. Cut that 
in by, divide that by ten, and that's how much the average bank teller is going to have on her at any right. given time. So if you're going to go rob a place like that, first of all, you know that a bank has the highest tech security that you could have, like the many cameras, as 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 many like security systems as they have in place. All those people have a. You're button. on film from the time you get out of your car to the time you're like on the street. All those people have a silent alarm oh, yeah. button. Right I mean, there. that's that's standard procedure. Like, of course they. I do. wonder what standard response time to to a silent a silent alarm at a bank is. I would assume pretty quick, especially in Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not they're not yeah. waiting around for a more important call than that. I was gonna say there's not a lot going on. So with with all that being said, and my girlfriend has mentioned this to me. To me to me this before is that um, if you are going into a bank and I know they have a little sign that says this but like dude take your sunglasses off put your hood down take your hat off and like that's good you put everyone in that bank at a much more relaxed environment if you walk up to a teller yeah, that's common sense with your hood up and sunglasses on whether you intended for it to happen or not she's going to be intimidated well for sure you, for sure she is and what are you doing wearing sunglasses inside for right but I can see come on some, Howard you're not that cool I can see some old guy walking in and maybe not yeah. doing it or whatever or if you have those what are those lenses that change or whatever but it's something like that like where you have your hood up and you're walking into a bank people are going to be intimidated by well that. dude i bank at the cse federal credit union yeah. and i'm telling you you don't ever want to mess around in there because you know who the security is in Who's there that? officer lamar sharp oh cough him and stuff him. that's who the security guy is in there at least on the weekend it is and i'm telling you right now that is six six of of, of just physical chocolate <laughs> you don't want anywhere near you that man is going to put a hurt on you he is a big big dude you don't want nothing to do with that heather tweeting in says stansbury i'm not a franco fan but i love the deuce thank you for that i'll right. probably check that out right. gabby says she's listening to us at the uh, schwabels outlet in cuyahoga falls thank you very much we appreciate Thanks, that gabby. you guys are getting hooked up with the trip to vegas that happens next on rock 106.9 Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. Number 20 has everybody on their feet and everybody with their heart in their throat. A swing and a bouncer to third. Urshela, clubs, throws, ball game. A record tying night in Cleveland. They have won 20 in a row, the second team in the history of the American League to win 20 straight, joining the Oakland A's of 2002. Yeah, 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 whatever, 20. Obviously, I'm kidding. Congratulations to the Cleveland Indians. If you did not hear the beginning of the program, the reason why I'm a little down on it is because I foolishly wagered money against the Cleveland Indians last night. I can't believe I did it, but I like normally my rule is I do not bet against my hometown sports teams. I feel as if if I can't make the bet on them to win, I just avoid the bet unless I feel like it's a lock and it's a money making opportunity. Like I've bet against the Browns a couple of times because I'm like, yeah, there's no way they're covering that, and so I'll make some money. But I don't like to do it. But the Indians yesterday were minus 500 on the money line. Meaning, if you wanted to bet the Indians to win, you would have to bet $500 to win 100 And so I was like, that's way... Dude, even with Kluber on the mound, you're 19 games in on a streak. Sooner or later, the wave crashes. And I was like, you know what? It's how Cleveland is it to have Kluber be the one, your ace out there, and screw it up and like end the streak. And I was like, this is the most Northeast Ohio thing I have ever seen in my life. It's going to happen. So I bet, dude, I bet a, I mean, a bunch of money for me. A lot of you have a lot more money than I do. But I bet $500 on the game last night. Took a beating. 
I'm going to get it back on NFL Sunday, though. I'm going to get it back because that's what every that's what every degenerate gambler yeah. thinks. Yeah, this is, this is the one. I'll get it back. Big now, payday I, coming. I normally do make money throughout the football season, throughout the NFL season, because I, I don't I don't bet every game. I pick and choose games. Sometimes I don't even bet every week. I kind of pick and choose, and I I have a decent success ratio. I mean, it's I mean obviously not enough to quit my job. You know what I mean? But uh, but I can I can kind of eyeball NFL games a lot better. I normally don't even bet baseball just because I don't really enjoy the game as much as some other people do, and so like to have to watch it. Because I laid a bet on it. Now I'm been paying attention to the Indians, and you know what I mean. I like the Indians, but I'm not going to bet like a Yankees, like Mariners game. I'm not going to bet that because I don't want to have to watch it. But this historic run has been nice. You know what I mean. They tied the Oakland Athletics uh, record at 20. I believe it was what is it the 38 Cubs? Do I have that right? Who was like at 20 something? And then the, I guess there's like a team that tied a bunch of games and it went to 26. Yeah, it's a um. Most of the teams that have made these runs were they predate modern baseball. It's not like these are teams from the 80s or 90s or anything like that. I think there was one from 1918 and one from the 30s or something. So yeah, you're you're in the ballpark there. So I uh, I don't know if they'll get all the way to twenty six twenty seven, but I but I do like their chances again today. Um, I I would I thought about I was like we'll bet on them to win today, but you're gonna I, I don't know what the line is right now. It's not gonna be minus five hundred because Kluber's not pitching, but it'll probably be two hundred. And I'm not front loading to bet that heavy. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you've. Hopefully, learned your lesson there, but I, I what do I know? Twitter's telling me. By the way, Stansbury, you would have lost. You lost last night, just like you would have lost had you bet the Browns, bet against the Browns and the points on Sunday. You're right. I would have lost that bet. I didn't think they were going to cover. And admittingly, I came in here on Monday and I said they looked better, and I thought they were gonna. I gave the Browns all the credit they deserve for losing a game. That's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? Like, I gave him a ton of credit for losing. As a society who is very anti-participation you know, trophies, man, oh, man, the Cleveland Browns, they are a moral victory team nowadays. It is like, well, they're better than I thought. Well, not good enough to win. I saw ESPN did their power rankings of the NFL, and the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow or another ended up on number one. And I was like, how is that even possible? Like, I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers looked terrible on Before Sunday. Before the season, you could maybe get me on the Steelers being a top three power ranking team. But after what I saw the Browns, do outside of Antonio Brown? I mean, what else did the Steelers do that was even remotely impressive? I couldn't. I couldn't not on Sunday. Right. Not on Sunday. I mean, I like their quarterback. I like their running back in Le'Veon Bell. I like Antonio Brown's pretty solid. Their secondary is not bad, but they didn't play great on Sunday. I wouldn't have moved them up to number one after Sunday's game. But everything's all askew at the top of that thing because New England got smacked in such a spectacular fashion. But that's all going to even itself out. I was going to say, and it's week one. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. is, is, is it's a you, long you win season. a game, you lose a game, and all of a sudden the season's written. And it's like, not necessarily. Not necessarily at all. You know what we missed yesterday on was the that? program was National Video Game Day. Okay. And we completely missed it. And apparently now Nintendo is saying, look, we're going to send more Super NES systems to the stores. Okay. Because the because the NES, the, the you know, the mini NES ran out last year so early so that now they're going to sell this thing. They were going to only sell it up until like the holiday season stopped. They're now saying, no, look, it'll be months after that. If you want one of these, you're going to be able to get your hands on it. It comes with like 21 preloaded games. It'll be 80 bucks. And they also announced that next summer, this next coming summer, the classic NES will be back on the shelf as well and that will retain at $60. Yeah, I, I never understood why and I guess it's to build that false sense of of you know, well you have to get it now, but it's like why not just sell these all the time? People want them obviously. I think you'd make your money on it. So like why not just sell it? But I'm glad they are.
Yeah, I, um, I, I'm excited about the SNES. Uh, the Super Nintendo, if I, off the top of my head, was probably my favorite video game console ever. Um, you had the Donkey Kong Country games that were really good on there. The Star Wars games were really good on that. Um, it, it, there was a bunch of like retro stuff that came out for that that was excellent. I think it'll always depend on where you were in your life when a system came oh, out. Oh, yeah, for sure. How important it is yeah. to you. Agreed. Where to me, it feels like PlayStation was very much like the, oh my God, look at this. But yeah, when it jumped from when it jumped from 8-bit Nintendo up into that Super Nintendo system, I'm sure it was like, oh, dude, like the best graphics ever. And now you look back on it, it's like, oh my God. You're not a video game person at all, but I know you did like the N64. Yeah, yeah, that's the one video game system I still have that I still like play on somewhat of a regular basis. Um, it was a great system. There's no question about it. I wonder if they're, I'm sure they're going to do a re-release of that. And the thing with it is, is you just get that unique controller. I wonder if they'll have to, I don't know, come up with that something That was different. a unique yeah. controller. That was like that was like a changing of the game when that happened. I was like, what in the hell is this? But, and, but Mario 64 was awesome. Yeah, it was the first, I think it was the first controller at home where you had the like the joystick in it where you actually had like the you know you, you moved that w- that was the first one of those yeah wasn't it? Where, where it's got the stick on it there so i think that was kind of a game changer for nintendo interesting so yesterday being uh, you know national video game day i figured people would ask me what my top five video games of all time okay were. so i'm gonna show my age here a little bit right <sighs> and uh and and so i'm gonna leave out i'll, I'll, I'll give you some honorable mentions mario kart would be an honorable mention uh madden football would be an honorable mention and but they're not that's not on my Pac-Man would be an honorable mention given the fact that it was like one of the first ones ever but right. but they did not make my list so I'll give you my top 5 coming in at number 5 Donkey Kong what I would say was one of my all-time yeah one of my all-time favorite okay. games number 4 would be Mike Tyson's Punch-Out yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a, a, a countless hours spent on that spent one. Spent on that game as a kid growing up. Yeah, Mario Brothers would be my my number 3 pick. Um, and you could take the franchise there, all right? Yeah, Mario 2, Mario 3, whichever one there, take the franchise there. Okay. And then uh, my number two video game pick of all time, the Tiger Woods golf games. It makes I, sense. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a golf fanatic, and those video games were fantastic. I'll take them. And my number one video game all time, Galaga for the win. Okay. I am uh, the Galaga is my all-time favorite video game ever. Like, every system I've ever had, they always like, you can buy that online and then play it through this. Like, I have it on my Xbox One, and I still play Galaga two, three times a week. Now, most dudes age 40, I would say, well, that list sounds perfectly appropriate, and that makes all the sense in the world to me. I'm a little surprised. What that, did I miss? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm just a little surprised that you continue to play video games throughout your life. I and do, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not that that's a rare thing for guys our age, because honestly, if you grew up on them, you, you're going to probably continue to move More forward. and more people are playing them than ever before. I'm just surprised that like one of the Call of Duties or whatever. A little too know. new. Okay. And so I was going through with my childhood, and the, the games that I loved. Aren't those games 10 plus years old at this point? Like, the original Call of Duty has to be over 10 years old, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I wanted to get them in. I, I did, but you know what? I slighted them a little because the last couple of offerings were really bad. Okay. Like, that last Call of Duty that just came out, what was it, a year, year and a half ago, was awful. Like, it was pathetic bad. Now, I am very excited, and I think it's November 3rd. The new one comes out, Call of Duty um, World War Two, mm-hmm. and they're getting back to like old style, like no exosuits and walking on walls, and you shoot the guy and he floats in the air, but secretly he's not dead, and like, or I can rewind time and shoot you before you shoot me. They're getting away from all that like futuristic like right. crap, and they're getting back to like honest to god military action. And I know I sound like I'm 17 years old, but I do want Call of Duty uh, World War Two. I will be picking that up, Battlefield. 
was a great uh, one that went back to basic. But again, my top five, Donkey Kong, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Mario Brothers, Tiger Woods, and then Galaga are my top five video games all time. Fantone, yesterday I was in a parking lot of a place I hang out at a, at a lot. So, I, I, so I'm worried that this person's going to hear this. But I saw a, a political bumper sticker yesterday that either A, I didn't understand, or B, I got it, and it's going to then take away every good argument on that side of the aisle from this point to eternity. So either I didn't get it, or this bumper sticker is actually working against what it is you want. And I'll use you and both the audience to help me figure out which it is next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. One of the things in life that is an absolute necessity is reliable transportation. Even when you fill out a job application, they ask you right on there, do you have reliable transportation to get here every day? Otherwise, how are you going to get to work? If you are struggling with reliable transportation, I can help you out. The Wakeham Auto Family is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership, meaning they have plenty of options for you. No matter what it is you're looking for, make, model, price range. 106.9. Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything this morning, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. And Teresa at 11 o'clock will give you your next keyword for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll send you out to Vegas. Yeah, you can go with her. Still a little salty over that one, buddy. Oh, yeah, she's going. We're not. Yeah, she's going. We're not. Yeah. Let's send the really attractive female staff member instead of the the highly rated morning show because of how sexist the world is. Let's do that. Well, she'll look better on Instagram standing next to everybody, so we'll send her. I'm just kidding. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't. Honestly, dude, if they were to send me to Vegas, I'm the kind of guy who'd be like, dude, no, I got to go out there and do this and pretend I care about talking to the weekend. And, I, dude, I can't be made to be happy no matter what you do. Welcome to the Stansberry Show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no pleasing me. There's no there's no getting that right. All right, I got to be careful about this next, uh, this next conversation. All right. Because I saw this bumper sticker in a place that I am at multiple times a week, okay? It's a golf course that I routinely play at. And I was getting my clubs out of the car, and I was like loading them up in the cart, and then I was driving to the first tee, and I drove past this car, and I saw this bumper sticker, and it made me mad. And at first, I was like, that's stupid. Okay. And then I started thinking about it like all the way down the first hole, and then the second hole, and then the third hole. And I was like, why am I still thinking about this stupid bumper sticker? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things I think are stupid in life, but why are you letting it consume you? Why am I, why am I still thinking about this bumper sticker? And then I realized the reason why I was still thinking about it is because I don't think I understood it. All right. And or if I do, I think it's a really dumb sticker because I think it's going to work against you. And it was a really short bumper sticker. Wasn't long. Didn't take a lot long to read it. And it just simply said this. My dog is a Republican. And I didn't get it. And I was confused. Because A, who cares? And B, what's what are you implying? That your dog's mean and gonna bite someone and tear somebody apart? Is that like what's the implication? I don't understand what the implication is. Oh no, I totally read it other than that. I would think that that meant like I'm so thoroughly a Republican, I'm so dyed in the wool a, in red that everyone's uh, everyone in my family is a Republican. In fact, so many my dogs are Republican. See, That's how I read it. I read it as 
my dog's mean and nasty. And I was like, well, that kind of flies in the face of everything that you try to say that that, that side of the aisle isn't. Now, that's what the left says about you is that the, the, the right is mean and nasty and not, you know, not willing to, you know, compromise and that kind of thing. And I was like, well, then you're kind of solidifying their point. And this kind of takes the carpet underneath your feet from every argument from this point forward. If the implication is your dog is mean, or is that the way I read it because of the way the po- the political landscape is today and we're told that that side, that the left side is so good and pure and the right side is so mean and evil? Um, no matter how you cut it, that was a poorly written bumper sticker. It doesn't make sense. It leaves too much up for interpretation. No, it's, like, dude, it's you, almost 24 like, hours later and I'm still like, what? Right. It, that, that doesn't make sense. But no, was, I mean, if I would have read that, I would have read that differently than that. I, I don't think that's necessarily what they meant. I think it meant that like I'm so I'm so red, my my dog's red, my house is red, my 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 my, my wife's red. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's what they were. I implying. think maybe it's because I know the person who drove the car. Does that it? Is that it? Like as I do know the person. Well, I know who the person is to say that I know them, but I've definitely been in the clubhouse having a beer and heard this person give their opinion on the political landscape, and so I was like. Is is that what you're trying to tell people? Is that be careful because my dog's a Republican, so it's going to bite you in the ass? Because I was like, man, that kind of flies in the face. I mean, that's going to take. You're giving up the high ground there. You're you, you know, you're basically telling me that you're you're mean and nasty. Like I thought that's what the implication was, but maybe I'm being a little guilty of just reading too much into it. Um, it originally started off there was a a song called "My Dog Is a Democrat." And that's that was an insulting song to Democrats. Um, I just Googled my dog as a Republican bumper sticker. Yeah. And as far as it looks to me, like, I mean, I think that it's being sold as like, yeah, I'm so I'm so far right. That's what it looks like to me here. I mean, your dog picks up cues from you and it just is who you are. It's picking up because like it says people who bought this bumper sticker also bought this Republican mug. Also bought this, you know, never apologize for being right sticker. Never apologize. You know, so I think I think you misinterpreted it or at least that's how I read it. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I was making too much of it. Uh, frequently bought together. They've got my dog is a Republican and Hillary Clinton toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's I think they 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 meant to say I'm a Republican as well. Oh. Which it just but what a terrible what a terrible bumper sticker. I don't care which way you're trying to apply that. I don't care which way it's trying to go. You're leaving too much up for interpretation. Like if you're trying to make a definitive if you feel so strongly about something, you're trying to make a definitive statement that you wear on your car, why not be clear about things? That makes zero sense. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was like I said, like I said, I kind of know the person. Like at least to to the like nod hello when you see them and I've definitely overheard them and heard some of the opinions, so I was like, well, I mean, that's who you are. You're kind of mean, tight-fisted, a little nasty, definitely have contempt for the other side of the political aisle, so if that's what you're trying to say, like, you're giving up the argument for every other cause. There's, my cat is a Republican, there's, I, I, I think that this is, that this is a, a badge of pride that they're wearing. Okay. I mean, there's this one right here that has the GOP, like, sticker in it, like, where it's, you know... It's like actually has the logo of the elephant in there. All right, I maybe I was making too much of it. Maybe I was bringing my personal opinions of this particular person into it. Maybe that person misinterpreted it. Maybe that person meant to say like, "Yes, F Republicans with that." Maybe they thought that's what they were implying. But once again, like when you're not clear with your statement, people are going to read it and not understand it. I mean, 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I'm not the smartest person alive, but I'm a reasonably intelligent person. And it was three holes of golf where I was still like, well, is that what you're trying to say? Like, what? And, and, how, and I just didn't get it. I do have this that I, I found this to be interesting as well. Coming out of the University of North Carolina, this is completely separate now, okay. where they say there is one thing a man can do that will make you like 30% more desirable to women. Okay. And it's not the way you look. It's not how much money you have. It's not the kind of car you drive. It's none of that stuff. Giant dong. No. Oh. Actually, they say here that's not it at all. Some actually, they bitch. say in this in this specific story, they say women prefer like an advertised penis to like super huge or whatever. Okay. And but what they're saying is, and I know this to be true, and I bet Phantom will tell you that this is true too, because this is how we both have picked up women our entire lives. And it is the ability to tell a good story. Like if you can captivate somebody by talking to them, like of course they're like, oh. Because you know what it is? You're interesting at that point. Yeah. And everybody wants to be around somebody who is interesting. Um, yes, that's going to help you with women. There's no question about that. It's just going to help you in life. I mean, I, I, there's nothing worse than whether it's your boss or a coworker of yours or even a friend who's just bad at telling stories. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. Like, people who get too bogged down in details are like, well, I can't remember if it was, you know, 1989 or 1990. Doesn't matter. Doesn't 1990. Matter. Doesn't matter. Just move forward. Back in the late it. 80s, this happened just, to me. Just move forward with it. Nobody cares about the details they care about like the the connection that they're going to make with you i had a boss once tell me while being on the radio streamline the verbal deadwood don't give me what i don't need who what when where why that's it anything else is just filler and i don't need it just give me exactly what i need and not one word more and now look i know nobody's perfect at it and i know you're gonna be like dude three days ago you were 15 minutes about chief wahoo or whatever the hell yeah it's gonna happen but if i would tell most guys that if you're going to be in a situation like like if you're going to a party right and there's the there's the chance that your buddy maybe his wife is going to introduce you to one of her friends have a stock story ready to go. Have an interesting thing that happened to you and have a story that you've told so many times you can tell it with your eyes closed and it will help you dramatically. Be quick about it too. Like don't drag on and on and on and on. You just want to be able to, I would say under five minutes you should be talking at the most. Like oh, God, just, yeah. boom, get get it out there and, and let people respond to it and you're going to be do much better with women. But being able to tell a good story will absolutely, it's like, it's like having a decent sense of humor. Women find, you know, humor to be be sexy too. Both those things go hand in hand. Have a stock story ready to go. Get it trimmed. Tell it enough times in the mirror to where you have it clocked. That way you don't start talking about sex way too early right. or her, like her boobs right. and how great her lipstick would look around this part of your body and everything Jeez. else. Dude, the amount of stupid Jeez. stuff I hear men say to a woman while standing behind a bar serving drinks, you wouldn't believe how dumb most men are while trying to pick a woman up. It's re- honestly, it's a lot. I can't believe women get pregnant. Like I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to men talk, I'm like, dude, how? There's no way she's letting you in there. Absolutely no way. We will close out the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When you're talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, and training. That's right. And you can find it all at Great American Shooting Sports in North Canton. Find Great American Shooting Sports state-of-the-art indoor gun ranges at 6505 Promler Street Northwest, right across Interstate 77 from the Strip. You can stay up to date at Facebook and Instagram or find more info at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. I will tell you, there are Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Pretty excited. Indians go for 21 today at 1210. 
I'm not going to bet the game. If you missed uh, this morning's program, you may have missed me losing $500 on the game last night because I, like an idiot, bet against Corey Kluber. So dumb. I went against every gambling like system I have. I went against last night. But the odds, I mean, dude, they were minus 500 on the money line. If you don't bet, what that means is you got to bet $500 to win 100 I mean, that's how much of a favorite they were last night. And I was like, well, dude, it's Corey Kluber. Yes, he's the most dominant pitcher in baseball. Probably locked up the Cy Young last night, I would think. And um, But it just felt like a very Northeast Ohio thing that would happen to have your ace out there below the streak. That seems to me like that 30 for 30 writes itself for, 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 for Cleveland sports, right? Which, by the way, if they continue on this streak, they probably will get a 30 for 30 out of this, right? Maybe they'll get a Brad Pitt movie. Who knows? Maybe. Possible. That could happen. Jonah Hill. Brad Pitt. Are you any closer to thinking that they win the World Series? Um, I still stand where I, I, where I stood earlier. I think there's a very good chance they're in it. Um, I just feel like baseball's tough, man. There's so many different variables that go into a pitching rotation. Obviously, injuries are going to make a big difference. They always say in baseball that a lot of your injuries happen late in the year, too. Mm-hmm. And so that could happen. As yeah. the weather starts to cool off and guys get a little tighter and like guys have more fatigue on their bodies. But, uh, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll say the same thing I'll say about the Indians, about the same thing I say about the Cavs. Like, all I can ask for as a fan is that you have a shot at Be it. Be competitive. Right. And, right. like, I, I can't I can't get mad at you for, like, running through 22 regular season wins if you end up losing the World Series or you losing the playoffs. Like, appreciate what we've got in front of us. And uh, noon 10, I'll be watching, man. So that's what you're going to do this afternoon, watch the Indians game? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got a couple other things I, I, I have to do, but noon 10 is, uh, is I might as well clear some space out for it, right? Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. I am going to be spending a huge portion of my afternoon at Great American Shooting Sports, yeah. which is a new uh, state-of-the-art indoor gun range here in North Canton, 6505 Promolar Avenue Northwest there, right Dang. across 77. And uh, yeah, they're a new client of the radio station yeah. and, the, and, and the program. And uh, so one of our salespeople is a firearm enthusiast. Okay. And she knows that I've been wanting to get more and more into this. And I actually, I'm going to be taking my CCW classes at Great American Shooting Sports. They nice. offer you those and some other types of classes as well. Advanced tactical classes they do there as well. And so I'm going to take my CCW classes there. And I'm going to end up buying my my firearm from there as well. And she's like, hey, man, she's like, if you're not busy Wednesday, she's like, I'll bring a couple of uh, I'll bring a couple of my firearms with me. You can go and try out a couple of things and see what you like, see what you don't like. And we'll spend some time there. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go shoot some guns today. I like it, dude. That's a uh, it's a good weekend for you or a good uh, good afternoon for you. Buddy. I like, you like it because, you know? dude, winter's right around the corner. Yeah. And so golf's going to go away. And that's like my stress reliever. Like, that's what like gets me over, like, you know, the you know, the pitfalls of being Stansbury. So tough. <laughs> you know, he just, you know, very, very, very tough life. This is, you know what I mean? And uh, but, you know, everybody wants to get away from what they do occasionally. And this will be a great winter hobby for me. And I, I don't know if you've ever fired a pistol, but like. It is. It's a very powerful feeling, and it relieves stress like nothing else I've ever seen. And so I'm very excited about that. That's how I'm going to spend my afternoon. But And after that, I'll probably catch up with the rest of the Tribe game after that. I did hear this from Buster Olney. I read this, rather. That during this streak, that the Indians pitching staff has thrown seven shutouts, and they have a team ERA of 1.60. Wow. Bro, that's dominant. Wow. Dude, that's dominant for a pitcher to have that. For a 
pitching staff to have that is crazy. Not that, not that you know this that derails the concept of them winning this World Series, but you can't keep that up forever. No, and like appreciate it while it happens. Um, but that's my concern. I don't want to be like, well, they peaked too early, but like you can't keep that up forever. So if you think that the Indians are going to tear through the playoffs like that, I think you're in for a rude awakening. Yeah, that's probably true. There, the problem with baseball is, is that. The season's so long that if you don't win in the end, everybody forgets this stuff. Yeah, it all feels for not. Yeah, you don't feel the streak. But isn't that everything, though? No, I because, mean, dude, if the Browns... if, if, if Because there's only 16 games. If the Browns don't make the Super Bowl, but you win six straight, you still feel like you won six straight. That's the Browns' very rare exception. I mean, like, when 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 this, when this the Patriots went 19-0 and and then lost in that Super Bowl... Still felt like, well, who cares? Like you can you can win seventy three games, you can go seventy three and nine, and if you don't win the title that year, it just don't matter. Yeah, we feel that way definitely because we're the team that beat the Warriors that year, right? Didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but and, I mean, um, but I want, yeah. It still feels like New England gets credit for that night, that whatever it was, sixteen and zero or whatever it was, and then they lost in the. Well, what? It was 18 and 0, right? They lost the Super Bowl or whatever it was. Yeah, it went 4 to win the Super Bowl. So I think it was 19 and 19 and 0. 19 right. and 1, yeah. Is that what it was? 19 and 1 there. That still feels special to me, but but again, that's probably because I'm a bigger football fan than I am in the other sport. So I may be bringing my personal uh, feelings into that. Dude, let's just go for a victory today. You know what I'm saying? Like let's just go win the out day. there and win today. It's all you can do, Indians. Win the day. Absolutely. We'll be back tomorrow morning 6 a.m. live on Rock 1069. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See you. Please relax. This will be painless. The Scansbury Show on Rock 1069.